0: Gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power show.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me G. Ranacena of Kixino, we're going to be talking about the mistakes that, you know, small and mid-sized businesses often make in their, you know, their marketing, um, because there's so many things that go on with marketing itself. And there are a lot of mistakes people make. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like there's so much, you know, business owners have so many things that they have to deal with. You know, you've got to deal with your management, your accounting and, you know, HR, all of it. And marketing is often the thing that, because business owners really yeah, they nobody likes marketing. Okay, this is why you hire an agency, you know, why you deal with others, or you have an internal staff or whatever, because it's the one thing they never seem to want to tackle, but they have to. And because they don't want to often tackle it, they don't really want to dive in. They make a lot of mistakes. Gee, it's great to have you on. You know, tell us a little bit about your agency, what you do.
0: Well, hello there, Cash. Thanks very much for inviting me. I welcome the opportunity. I have some ideas about why. Uh, businesses keep away from marketing maybe we can discuss that afterwards Mm -hmm. but to give you a quick overview about me um uh i am the uh principal founder of a marketing agency by the name of as you correctly pronounced well done you don't win a prize but thank you (laughs) um where i marketing agency um, for primarily for startups and small businesses, and um, we've been in business for just over 15 years. And in in that time, we've worked with around about 400 clients um, to help them increase their awareness, reputation, trust, and most importantly, cash sales. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, sales is the name of the game. Right? As marketers, our job is business growth. It is moving the needle. And if it doesn't, of what we're doing doesn't generate sales, it's not marketing, it's fluff, as far as I'm concerned. So for the agency, client-wise, we work primarily with B2B businesses up to around about 25 million in revenue. Um, We don't specialize in terms of industry focus. You know, Mm. over the years, we've worked with all sorts of industries. Um, Primarily our business, uh, the clients come from um, the US Um, which since we are 19 people in nine countries with our headquarters in Europe is, you know, a little bit unusual. But then apparently there's this thing called the Internet. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, (laughs) No, but uh, apparently this Internet thing really works. right? Um, So startups and small businesses, if it's a small business is up to around 25 mil. If it's a startup, any startup we work with has got to be a funded startup. Um, otherwise we're not going to be a good fit. Now the funding can be from private shareholders, startup accelerators, you know, private equity, venture capitalists, you know, even banks, even the old fashioned way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're a bootstrap startup, um, that isn't something we'd really want to entertain because as we know, um, such businesses always, 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 always run out of cash before they can generate sufficient cash flow to grow the business because they totally underestimate what it takes to grow from zero to where they need to be. Um, in terms of our um, our uh, associates, um, while 80% of our clients are in the US, we are, well, all over the world, really, we've got nine, nine of us are in the US, The rest are in Europe, South Africa, Japan, um, and Australia. I've got two people in Australia. Um, Mm -hmm. in, in terms of, in terms of, um, positioning, we we like to focus around the marketing strategy, design, branding, and positioning. Um, sure. We do the tactical stuff as well. Just like everybody, you know, we do the design and the websites and the print and the SEO and all that stuff, but so does everybody else. Right? So we don't lead with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't know if you noticed, but note that I said that we're a marketing agency, and I didn't say that we were a digital marketing agency, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that we don't deploy digital tactics. It means that we're channel agnostic, okay? Because I think using the word digital today in such a context is superfluous because everything is digital, right? Mm -hmm. TV is digital, billboards are digital, print is digital. Um, but more than that, I think by categorizing an agency as being digital does a disservice to its work and its, yeah. and its outlook. I mean, talking about digital agencies, you might as well say we're, we're an electrical agency, right? You know, <laughs> we use electricity, right? But that shouldn't be what defines us, okay? Yeah. Digital isn't an attributive noun, and it's certainly not an adjective. Digital is a channel, just like any other channel. It's not about digital marketing, it's about marketing in a digital world. And I don't think those two positions are the same. I don't think they're interchangeable. Um, um, I think digital marketing agency is not only an outdated term, I think it puts a focus on the wrong thing. Because as a marketing agency, any marketing agency of repute any decent marketing agency is going to use the most appropriate channels of communication to address a particular target audience group, right? End of That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But If, if yeah. you consider your agency as a digital marketing agency, you know, you're, you're, you're going back to, what is it? Have you heard of Mavslov's hammer or the law of the instrument? It's better known as mm. um, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. Yeah sure. So, so if you brand yourself as a digital marketing agency you're automatically looking at a digital based solution to a client problem and it may not be a digital solution. There are other th- you know marketing existed before the word digital came along right yeah. and it did pretty really darn well thank you very much you know if we call ourselves digital we might as well back, go back to putting www at the front of urls i mean you know <laughs> it's just you know ridiculous um so that's us um we're at kexino.com k-e-x-i-n-o dot com um and yeah that's it in a nutshell not too small of a nutshell unfortunately but um, yeah, you will need to interrupt me when you get bored of what I'm rambling on. <laughs> well,
1: as said, today we're going to be talking about. And that was uh, honestly, that was great because it's like uh, I hadn't seen that that perspective on the word digital and what we do. And I agree with you. It's yeah, everything is to some degree. And it's as a marketing agency, you you go for the the, the route. You know what makes sense yeah you know, for that particular client and it may not be digital you know in nature or I might say it is everything to some degree is digital yeah you know, look at the billboards sure. as an example I mean now, you know they, just they just before
0: we started speaking right you were talking about email right now okay yeah. e- email is a digital communications medium sure but it's older than the internet right mm-hmm. yeah um you know there was email before there was the web before there was um before Tim Berners Lee had his, you know, epiphany, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's whatever makes sense. What we found actually, uh, even sort of pre-COVID, is a really effective channel for a certain type of client for a certain type of end user. Of course, of course, there are caveats, right? Yeah. What really works, f- what we found what really worked is, would you believe? Drum roll, please. Um print advertising postcards mailers putting stuff in envelopes and giving them to the USPS to send out right now yep. you know, how old fashioned and antiquated could you get but we we're, we're getting like fantastic open rates fantastic engagement because it's down to the channel that makes the most sense to the particular yep. ICP the ideal customer profile yep. so it is whatever makes the most sense you know what if you're an archer why just have one arrow in your in your quiver right you you, you know it just makes sense to have a have a a range of tools rather than just one tool in the toolbox to mix metaphors
1: (laughs) yeah the print um, tends to it's picked up in its ability to be effective because so many people stopped using it so your you know your mailbox is not stuffed with a ridiculous amount of things and so you're more likely to go through it because you know less of its junk yeah Absolutely. It is, you know so that that's cool. given an opportunity for certain types of businesses to make it effective again and use it because of the fact that it's not it's not as saturated as it was yeah today we're going to be talking about like mistakes that um, businesses make you know in their marketing efforts and we're in that unique position since a lot of times you know like we're dealing with those businesses we're often evaluating the mistakes that they make. You know, and there's so many things that can happen, you know, Um, what are some of the things, you know, and we can kind of go back and forth a little bit, you know, uh, that you, you know, you've seen that people make, you know, the business owners making, you know, when they're putting together campaigns, the thing, the way they're executing them, you know, and I'll give you an example. Like, so yesterday I was evaluating somebody's marketing. And I understood the first thing I did with, you know, I look at their website and I see, you know, because they're like, we're not getting any leads. And they're a business that is in the accounting space, you know, accounting and taxes. But they don't they deal with sized companies. OK, mm-hmm. um, so that's who they're trying to attract. And I, I go through and I look and one of the biggest mistakes and we see this often, you know, with other businesses, but I understood what they do but that's only because I dug really deep to figure it out yeah. because they help companies straighten out their profit loss statements and balance sheets and be able to, you know, think of going in and you're customizing line items and really being able to make it so that, you know, you can use it. It's usable for the information. Like how much of this do we sell? You know, if you have a lot of different product line items, you know, what are you selling? Where do you make money? You're able to get that out of, you know, any kind of, you know, P&L and other sales, you know, related material, you know, uh, you know, financial, you know, sheets and stuff, but you have to take the time to set those systems up and that's what they do. You know, but I had to go really deep to start understanding what they did and it's not just, Hey, we can do your taxes. And so one of the things that I saw, you know, obviously that if I have to go that deep, no one's going that deep, I'm doing it intentionally, but they're not so that, right out the gate. And what I, and they have a pricing page and on this pricing page, you'll get sticker shock. Okay. We're talking prices Mm -hmm. that are, you know, anywhere from like two grand to four grand per month to do this. So if you don't have really clear messaging on what you do and how you do it, there's no way anybody's, and, and it says the buttons for each like plan, are pretty much a uh, buy now. There's one that says <laughs> contact. There's one. There's one that says, "Hey, the highest level has the contact us, you know, type deal." And, right. uh, but actually, when I click the other two to sign up, it took me to a form to contact them.
0: You know, so yeah. Well, you know, two grand a month. I mean, that's the average impulse purchase for a business yeah, owner, yeah, yeah, right? Good grief.
1: Yeah. So. You know, so the the messaging, and I see this a lot of times with you know people, their website, their content, the things that they're doing. If you cannot understand the service right out the gate, and you can't do it in basically thirty seconds or less, yeah, you're gonna. They're not gonna. They're not even gonna bother to inquire. If you're gonna throw something that's got a large price tag on there, and you can't explain it really quick, what that you know is buying you, people are leaving. Yeah. And so it's things like that. So what are some of the things like, you know, that you see that people make, you know, all sorts of mistakes, you know, in their marketing?
0: Well, you know, like you, Cash, you know, I, I speak to business owners all day, every day and have done so for a number of years, far too many years for us to <laughs> to us yeah. to remember. But And, and there's probably hundreds of. Um, of you oh, know these yeah. awesome mistakes, and we could be talking about these until tomorrow, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. but we only have thirty-five minutes, so I thought I'd say yeah. three, okay? okay. Um, because you know what they say about three—the power of three. Mm-hmm. You know, bullets should always be an odd number, right? Humans have an easier time remembering lists <laughs> yeah. if they're not an even number, right? So, um, I think number one, and this sort of sort of ties into what I alluded to right at the very beginning of uh, of, of this mm-hmm. podcast is. Businesses is not understanding the role of marketing within the organization. Yes. They definitely. really don't get it. They think it's com- communications or promotions. They don't understand what it is. Yeah. Number one. Number two, I think it's confusing strategy and tactics. Um, and number three, the one that really gets to me time and time again, um, and I've I've bitten my lip on more than occasions is when business owners come self-diagnosing their problem
1: hmm. and
0: asking you to solve the problem.
1: Yeah. They think they know the problem and you're just they supposed think to they know the solution. solution. Yeah.
0: Right. And, and I think so. I mean, if if we go through each and like I said, please feel free. It's yeah. your show. <laughs> please feel free to interject. It is your show, after all. Um, I think the biggest mistake with startups and small businesses, and even not so small businesses, to be honest, is that mm, sweeping generalisation here, right? Okay, but we have to to for dramatic effect. <laughs> um, is um, no one in the business understands the role of marketing within the organisation? Mm-hmm. Okay, the business owner or, you know, board of directors, shareholders, whomever, right? All of these people, they all think marketing is a sales support function. Mm-hmm. They, th- they think it's the coloring in department, yeah. right? Sure. They think it's about making PowerPoint presentations look nice or ordering a new tote bag or stress balls or building a trade show booth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that's worse than that are the people that these companies employ think the same thing okay they don't know what they don't know these people i call them people who call themselves marketers because i can't call them marketers because they don't earn that that moniker they don't earn that name Okay, these people haven't been trained, educated or have any experience of real marketing. Now, I don't just mean about things like four P's or five P's or six P's or ten P's. I don't know how many P's we're up to now, but, you know, it sounds like somebody's got cystitis. There's so many P's going on. on, Right. But I mean, things like, you know, the basics of marketing. I'm talking about customer research. I'm talking about quantitative and qualitative analyses, market orientation, you know. IPC identification, uh, ideal customer profile, sorry, um, identification, right? Yeah. Segmentation, targeting, positioning, buying drivers, you know, all the things that real marketers do before they start playing around with toys like ChatGPT or Canva Mm -hmm. or CRM or social or whatever. Before we get down to the tactical stuff, okay, I'm talking about the stuff the grown-ups do before we give the children the 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 run of <laughs> toys, right? Yeah. Because what is marketing about? At the end of the day, marketing is about making change happen, right? It's about yeah. a change in a buyer's attitude, their behaviour, whatever, whatever it is. It's about helping someone solve a problem, okay? Their problem, the way they perceive that problem, right? Um, so I think the main reason why so much marketing is ineffective is because no one's focusing on the change that needs to be acted upon, right? So I mean, your your example with a with a with a client um, who's who wants to spend money on a campaign when they haven't got their house in order. So yeah. all they're going to do is drive traffic to a page. Where they're gonna get huge amounts of bounces because nobody knows what the hell's going on, so yeah, what's and- wh- well, what's the point of that? You know, it's just like you know, since we're fr- since since we've known each other for all of like thirty minutes'll <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll call you a friend, okay? So supposing I invite you to my house for dinner, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what's gonna happen? Well, beforehand, I'm going to go to the store or the farmer's market and buy the top quality ingredients. And I'm going to get things out. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to go home. I'm going to run the vacuum over the place. I'm going to fluff up the cushions. I'm going to do the uh, clear dishwasher. I'm going to run a duster over the place. I'm going to get it all prepared so that when you walk through the door, you're getting the best possible impression of my house. Right. Yeah. That's what we all do. (laughs) Well, hopefully. (laughs) Okay. Right. So this is what we're talking about, the same thing. So before we start looking at advertising and social and who knows whatever other magical crap, let's talk about the online properties that we have totally total control over and getting them looking and functioning the best they can possibly be. And it doesn't have to be technical. You know, it's not about server response times or LCP, Google lighthouse numbers and all that crap. It's about what do we do, who do we do it for, and why they should give a shit about what we're doing. Yeah. And it's as simple as that, right? People have got between three and eight seconds after landing on your page from a Google search to decide whether they've landed in the right place or they're hitting the back button, right? So you've got to hit them straight between the eyes. You've got to you've got to say who you are, what you're about, so that they see that they're in the right place. Yeah. And do it in a way that is visually and textually different so that you're creating differentiation from the 101 other people who look like you and sound like you and say similar things. Because if you're, if you're grey in a sea of greys, you're in this sea of sameness, and nobody can tell one person from another, especially in B2B. You've seen it a 100 times before, I'm sure. You, you take like 10, 10 players in a category, and, you, and if you look at those websites and you cover up the logo, any of them could be anybody. Yeah. Nobody's saying anything individual and and differentiated. Being differentiated and distinctive are the basic table stakes for business and certainly marketing today because there's so much choice. The only possible way that you can get into a, uh, a consideration set for a buyer, whether they're in market or out of market, is by being remarkable. By remarkable, I don't mean uh, remarkable. I mean remarkable as in being able to be remarked upon, right? Something that goes into the old noggin, that gets into the brain matter, and is then being able to be remembered, recollected, at the point of buyer consideration. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing that, right? You know, um, sure, the product has to be good, Right, of course. Right, you know, marketing starts with the product, right? If you know, and, and, and I've I've said this to clients before, right? I can I can bring you traffic, I can bring you qualified leads, right? But if your product sucks, that's not my problem, right? You know, sure, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it doesn't make it Scarlett Johansson, does it? It's still a pig. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So it starts with the product, right? And then you build it in a way that people will actually benefit it and benefit from it and care about it. Right. Then you get onto the stuff that everybody jumps up and down about, which is telling the story to the right people in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, the tactical stuff, videos, social, yeah. AI.
1: But you got to have your house in order before you can do any of those things.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah and you know, it's, it's, th- those sorts of things haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things are, are are as old as marketing is, which is as old as sales is, which is, what, millennia old, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because I keep reading on pretty much a daily basis. I need to change the, the publications I read probably. Um yeah. total BS written by people who haven't got a clue what they're talking about when they say that marketing has totally changed. It's nothing to do with what it is today. And, and I totally, 100% reject that premise.
1: Yeah, marketing firstly, hasn't
0: changed. Either. It hasn't, hasn't so, changed.
1: Yeah, you know, some of the tools have changed. The, way, you know, the ways, we have changed. Yeah. ways we reach people. Yeah, the ways we reach
0: people. Sure. But, you know, firstly, the people who are writing this BS don't know what, what it is. And, and again, they're confusing marketing with promotion. They're confusing marketing with communications, which, as we know, is a tiny percentage of a tiny percentage of what mm-hmm. actually marketing is as a primary business function. Also, the reason why marketing hasn't changed much is because the the psychological and emotional drivers that form the basic mental structures of how we as human beings buy things hasn't changed. It's exactly the same. Now, the tactics have changed. Right. Totally appreciate yeah. tactics we're using today are completely different to what we were doing 20 years ago, 10 years ago, three years ago, yesterday, right? Yeah. Probably. Okay. But ultimately the challenge of understanding buyers, the strategic questions of target, position, and objective, they remain pretty much the same as they always have. Yeah, and the execution has has altered and will continue to evolve, of course. But as a marketer, the fundamental challenges and lessons that we can learn from the past, remain the same. Mm-hmm. And this is what is missing from, especially the upper echelons of business, is that the role of marketing, especially at the senior executive level, is to bring the customer's voice to the boardroom, right? I I, I heard an anecdote once, and I don't know if it's true, but it won't stop me telling you, yeah. <laughs> um, is that um, Jeff Bezos, in the early days of Amazon, whenever he used to have a, uh, a C suite VP level meeting, there was always one empty chair in the meeting room that represented the customer. Huh. And he used to refer to that invisible person um, whenever there was a contention subject to be discussed, right? And the thing is, today, there's few marketing trained people at a C suite level, right? And one reason I think, is that marketing doesn't follow the logical, rational, sequential um, uh, process um, that finance types, that economists follow, right? So they don't understand what it is and what it does, okay? That's one side. And the other reason is that when you do put marketers in a boardroom, they let themselves down because they don't speak board. By that, I mean they don't speak the language of the boardroom, right? They don't yeah. speak the language of finance, okay? Marketers can tell you about CTAs or AIs or CRMs or USPs, but hardly any of them can tell you about what EBITDA is, for example, mm. right? And that's a problem. So consequently, marketers talk marketing lingo to non-marketing types, right? So, if you're a non marketing type, if you've been classically trained in economics, in economics or finance, right? And you hear some guy talk about a guy or a lady talk about share of voice and the engagement and salience and stuff. I mean, it makes accountants hyperventilate with all that stuff because it sounds like West Coast tie dye, Woodstock woo woo, show me the power of the crystal <laughs> kind of stuff, right? You yeah, know? Right. So as marketers, we need to recognize how marketing's thought processes and measurements are different to the measurements that finance people do and understand. I mean, even ROI. ROI in the finance world means something totally different to ROI the way that we use it, right? So we need to be aware of the need to reframe the information and our reporting to be more attuned and more receptive to this finance-centric mindset right at the end of the day cash it's it's marketing 101 it's know your audience and adapt your message accordingly right
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um and it's it, it's i think you can quite clearly see when there's no cmo or certainly a senior marketing person on the leadership team of a business because you can sense Well, certainly assume that the business is operations-oriented or or product-oriented rather than marketing-oriented, right? Now, while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, the downside is that it makes growth a lot harder to achieve because the right conversations aren't happening as often as they should be, and certainly not to the people who matter. So that, in a nutshell... Again, we're using lots of nutshells here. That, in a nutshell, is I, I think that the, the base position in terms of why uh, the, the biggest the, the biggest mistake that business makers they think marketing is a think they think marketing is a cost. Okay. Yeah. They don't see it as being an inherent component of the of the of the value creation of the business. Okay. Now do, you know do you Do you see the employment of a salesperson as a cost, or do you see as a, the, the employment of a salesperson as being um, a necessary part of doing business to actually articulate the value proposition to to find sales qualified leads yeah. to 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 pitch to close, and hopefully over a certain period of time make more sales than he or she is worth? Well that's what marketing is supposed to do. Marketing should not cost you a penny. Marketing shouldn't cost you money. Marketing should be making you money.
1: Yeah. And so Uh, and sorry, go ahead. Well, that that is what it should be doing. It is often treated as just that expense, like you mentioned. And people want to get rid of, you know, if they're if the business is in some sort of a downturn, they want to cut that expense. Whereas so they would cut the marketing budget rather than get rid of the salesperson because they see the salesperson as that direct return. Cause if they close something and they're worth more, you know, what they close is worth more than what you're paying them. They, they understand that versus the marketing, which what they'll, they'll often forget is the marketing piece. If you weren't doing that, the salesperson may not have the leads that are ultimately being converted into those final sales. Yeah. So if you cut I, off I, the marketing, I, 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 you end up, you you stop feeding the salesperson
0: sure as marketers we do an absolutely lousy job of marketing ourselves within the mm-hmm. company within yeah, the, the business, value that we right? bring. you know and and like you said marketing is the first thing to get cut and the last thing to come back mm-hmm. right yet it's it's an inc- integral integral component of the value communi- of the value creation change yeah. of that business
1: well right? if you if you cut the marketing and then you, and then you wonder why the sales rep suddenly isn't performing as much, you know, as well, it's well, because you stop, you know, giving them what they needed, you know, the leads and whatever, you know, the marketing was generating. That's why they end up, you know, having that downturn on their end. Cause someone has to actually convert that unless it's going to be an e commerce related thing. You know, somebody has got to actually convert that into the sale. And so you, I, mean, I think cut it's also- one and impact the other inadvertently.
0: It's, it's also understanding that the, the, from for most companies certainly in b2b uh, the two pronged approach where you separate marketing activities into what what is now called performance marketing right mm-hmm. what, what why why would it be called performance it's like what previously it was like non performance i don't get it okay yeah. but what what we would call sales activation type marketing right mm-hmm. buy one get one free Limited yeah. offer, free delivery, th- those those types of things that sort of push you over the edge, mm-hmm. and the brand awareness stuff, which is inf- information, education, you know, maybe entertaining type mm-hmm. uh, information to to make you aware of the brand, of the product, of the of the entire ecosystem that is being built around that brand. Which forms your opinion and and does that um, mental availability stuff in your mind, so that when you are in market, you are considering them right. Mm -hmm. Um, And 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 people are missing that side of things, that side of things out. So you know, no no one's going to buy from you until they've heard of you, right? So even though the the attribution model, certainly the attribution model for most marketing efforts is broken and has been broken for years. It's been broken since the advent of digital, to be honest. Um, not that I want to blame everything on digital. I'm not a heathen. Yeah, Don't get right. me wrong, right? Um, but especially when we talk about things like dark dark social, for instance, that, you know, there's no attribution software on the planet that can follow this sort of stuff. And, you know, when when you add the, you know, the death of um, third-party cookies uh, yeah. and uh and all the rest of it, it just it just makes the whole thing worse. Um, so I don't think we talk a good talk in front of our colleagues and certainly our bosses to help them understand. I mean, most people who who if they have within the company, right, who who have a passing as a relationship with marketing, all they see is you know that one tenth. Of the iceberg that pops up over over the waterline, right? So they'll see stress balls or um, yeah. tote bags or you know this, this sort of stuff, right? They won't see all that work that goes on under the under the water because it's of no interest to somebody who's not into marketing. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Well, at at, at companies which employ marketers who know what they're doing, unfortunately, yeah. those type of companies are becoming fewer and fewer I fear right and people who call themselves marketers the people who buy themselves an apple laptop and sit in starbucks all day um with a copy yeah. of creative cloud and yeah you know throw royalty free pictures into canva templates and think that's marketing those guys right they'll continue what they're doing and wonder why they're getting lower and lower results and they won't know why because they haven't yeah. done all of their homework in the first place. Which yeah. makes all our lives that much harder, you and me as agency owners, because you get clients who've come to come to us after having their fingers burnt being told that oh, um, you know within five minutes they said we had to do uh, Facebook and Instagram ads without knowing anything about the customer, the profile, the buying behaviors, the ex- external influences, the context, all of that stuff. oh no, you know the, you know the answer is X now what's the question? those those types right. of people we would spend the time you know often we will spend like 3 or 4 weeks with the client in an on- onboarding phase and you know you're you're, you're probably in a, doing a similar sort of thing because we have to spend the time to interview people within the organization uh clients customers partners resellers to get that 360 degree view of what the company is all about versus what the company thinks they're all about.
1: Yeah.
0: Which are often two different things, right? If you go up to the CEO, the COO and this, and say the CIO, and you ask them, what does your company do? Who does it, does it for? Um, and why should they, why should they care? You get three different answers mm-hmm. and that's a problem. That's a real problem.
1: Yeah. They can't
0: so the- unless you can align those those disparate business areas to so that they're working in 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 a similar direction as a single revenue capture process you're always going to have this this rupture and this fragmentation where everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else and saying, "Well, no, that was your job." Well, you know, you're sending me leads which stink. Well, actually, you're not getting off your butt and, and doing what needs to be done from a from a pitching uh, level or from a follow up yeah. level or, or whatever else. I mean, we've we've all seen it a hundred times. We've probably been in companies where that's been the case.
1: Yeah, it's it does happen a lot. You know, one of the mistakes that we often see is that the marketing and the sales side are so disconnected. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you could have three different people give you three different answers on how the you know companies even connecting with, you know, customers and what they're actually, you know, providing and doing and they all have a, a different point of view. So if you've got all of them with a different point of view, how are you going to get different areas to talk to each other and get on the same page and stay that way because that that happens all the time in organizations where, you know, there's a disconnect. The marketers think, you know, hey, we're selling to, you know, this type of, you know, customer, this is who we're trying to attract. And the sales per- you know, person can't close them or, yeah, and they, but they don't communicate that this is not our ideal, you know, customer because you've got different points of view. Yeah. And I say if communication within organizations is often broken down. Yeah. so yeah there's a a ton of stuff you know we're at the end of the sh- of today's show um you know this has been great uh, gee how how would people get a hold of you is you know companies that want to do this really in-depth yeah analysis and say hey what are we like you know what are we doing here yeah like I say because they make all sorts of mistakes and this is why you bring in an agency how would people you know reach you
0: the quickest and easiest way to get hold of me cash is through linkedin um you've just uh, search for my name you'll find me there obviously you can get me through the the website which is com. k e x i n o um otherwise i'm on quite a few social networks a few more than others um, i i used to be a, quite a heavy twitter user until that turned into a dumpster fire but um i'm, I'm yeah. moving on to it's other not ones. twitter it's
1: x yeah. x yeah. formerly known is, as twitter <laughs> it is it is
0: this week yeah. anyway um but the the most reliable way is is probably if you if you find me through linkedin and uh, yeah. i'm sure there'll be a link in the uh, in the show notes for there, uh, there for will be entry. a link
1: in the show notes so Okay, well, this has been great. We've been talking about some of the mistakes that you know uh, business owners make. Yeah, you know, when they're dealing with their marketing, there are a lot. There's a lot we didn't get a chance to cover. Yeah, you know, but mistakes happen. Business owners need to be really paying attention. Uh, my name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for tuning into Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered podcast network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.